That's the way to do it. Hey guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to Funny for Nothing Podcast. Funny for Nothing Back Podcast. Back in the fucking saddle. Back. Two weeks off for no real reason. Just lazy and gay. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we got 20 minutes through another, we got about 30 minutes through the last podcast. Oh yeah, we did, yeah. And then I got devastating news, had to stop the whole thing, had yeah. to shut it down. You found out that what you thought was your penis was actually a third ball. Yeah. And so like, Kevin, we don't know how to tell you this, mm-hmm. but you have no penis. Yeah, my wife called me and... Uh, She's like, I'm looking at the tra- the the results right now, and are you sitting down? You're like, am I ever not? <laughs> yeah, she's like... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Come on, dude. No, dude. I mean, it's, you know, it's hard sometimes, dude, because I, you know, I love all the listeners. I love you guys. I got to be completely honest. Oh, wow, I just realized that that fucking bottle of hand sanitizer, like, blew up because it was in the car whenever we went up altitude. Did you see that? Grab yeah. that real quick. That looks wild. I felt like you were about to say something important. Not really. No, I mean, I was going to say I love all the listeners, and I love you guys, and I want to bring you content, and I hope you enjoy it. I just really... How to explain it? Sometimes uh, finding the joy or the need or the whatever to do a podcast is not easy. And it's not like it takes a lot of work. It's just one of those things sometimes where it's like, I just... I don't, I'm not feeling it. Well, you used to, you know, actually spend time with your friends and hang out, you know, and like we just have conversations. So it'd be very easy to like just turn a mic on and we'd, you know, we'd do a podcast, but now nobody, nobody hangs out anymore. I hang, I mean, I hang out all the time, but it's always like we're like at the store, but it used to be, you know, you would just go to you and Zach's place and we would just be there all the time anyway. So it'd be like, Hit it up, you know, make it happen. And then the pandemic happened and the uh, social consciousness of the world completely altered. So now everybody just loves, you know, hanging out by themselves. Yeah, I mean, I also, I, you know, I'm working a lot right now. Not like working, working, but, you know, a lot of shit I'm trying to get done and a lot of shit going on. And it's like when I'm not, like you saw, I was like, yeah, come over at 3.30. And then I, for the last hour and 20 minutes, have been doing mindless bullshit. Yeah. Half of it my own stuff and half of it for other people. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way it goes. Yeah, that's so. my it's it's uh <clears throat> I wonder if I'll ever be able to figure out how to have a job that that I'm able to just compartmentalize and not let it completely overtake my thought process for the majority of the day. Yeah, and it's like with the shit that I'm doing, it's like, yeah, it's easy to you just have to get ahead on things and be like, All right, I'm set for the next week on everything I need to do. Yeah. Or if you take eight hours one day a week and do all of that, that's yeah. the probably the right idea. That is. But instead I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Uh, I gotta get this fucking thing. And it's like even with my own mostly with my own stuff, I could sit on a Sunday or Monday and work for eight straight hours and get everything yeah. I need done for the week. But I prefer not even prefer, it's just what ends up happening is I wait and then I spend two hours every day doing it and it feel like it eats up my entire life. Yeah, dude, I like to uh I like to just uh catastrophize in my mind. You know? Yeah, catastrophizing is fun. It's a good time to sit back and think about what uh sucks. But, you know, not really. And a lot of things do suck. Let me tell you though. Long story short, I'm sorry if the podcast isn't as consistent as it should be. And that's an apology to myself as well, because I feel like I'm robbing robbing myself of get, spreading my joy to the world. No, I honestly think I have nothing to say, and there's no reason anybody should want to hear anything <laughs> I have to say. 
Dude, what is that? I want to address that for real because it's being realistic. I I know that you're I know that you're being you know maybe seventy percent genuine in that statement, and <clears throat> I don't feel like that is always a way that you felt. I know that there's a point, but and I'm saying this to myself as well because I can relate to that. Where like <clears throat> I'm putting out these podcasts for a long time, I'll be like, hey, I'm a funny motherfucker. I'll go. It's. I mean, I I'm know maybe. I'm a funny guy. I just there don't. I don't think there's any reason that anybody should be like oh we should listen to that guy because he's funny yeah you know what i'm saying like i'm not saying anything insightful well you are though because you're a comedian like your whole existence is come and watch me say stuff yeah and that's like i mean to lose that confidence or that like you know whatever is uh i think it can it can fuck with you you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's and like it has with me. I'm you know? very confident in myself, like with stand up. Stand up is the only thing I care about. Stand up is like I that's all I want to do. Like I like doing other stuff and the writing and acting stuff that I do, but it's like stand up is the only actual fun thing out of all of those. Yeah. And so it's like with stand up, I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, I don't think what I'm saying is important. It's funny and I'm having a good time doing it. Like I'm going to do stand up tonight. I'm somewhat excited about that. Yeah. But it's because I'm hosting a show that's not as fun as just doing whatever. But Mm-hmm. The rest of the weekend, I have fun stuff going on. I just, sorry, dog just jumped right in my face. I just, I've really, fall, I think I've kind of just fallen out of love with podcasting. See, it's no good, dude. Of course, because we're doing a podcast together. I know. I mean, I'm doing. I, I'm just telling. I'm being truthful. I don't love podcasting anymore. I have, a, I have a fun enough time whenever I'm doing it and whatever. But whenever I'm not actually in the moment doing it, I just don't. Um, you know, it's a lot of work. Shockingly, like it really is. It seems like it's not because it's just like, oh, you just sit down, and plug a thing. But it is a lot of work involved with it. Yeah, and like consistency that has to be with certain, with certain things like that. There has to be consistent. You have to be doing it kind of every day, or have to be always doing something. And I just don't. Uh, if I'm doing five things and I'm or I'm doing four things already, and I'm going to add a fifth into it, being podcasting, it's like, I kind of just, uh, I don't know. Well, buddy, I'll tell you, I keep going through these podcasts, you know. Yeah, and, no, I'm, and, you're and not wrong. You're not saying, you're not, I just, so we're clarifying for me and the listeners, you're not ending the podcast, are you? No, I don't okay. think so. No. <laughs> tell you what, dude, I, you know, I, I mean, who's going to get you vapes, you know? <laughs> Did they always and end? It sucks, and it's <clears throat> honestly the way that I, I think what it is mostly is that I feel like. At this point, it's not something that most people do for fun. You, a lot of people do it because you have to, as a comedian now. I mean, I do it for fun. I do it. I, I've always enjoyed podcasting yeah. because I, I enjoy a conversation that isn't constantly interrupted by everything else. Yeah, that's you know? fair. I also think that it's much easier to enjoy it whenever... Um, you're at a certain level where there's kind of a team around you. Yeah. If I was somebody where I could just, I just showed up somewhere and everything was ready to go and I could just do whatever, that would be great. And then we could make that happen for really whatever, not that much money. But it's like you'd be losing money doing that. So it's like, yeah. why would I be doing something that I'm losing money on, really? Yeah, we just got to find a sucker who believes in Yeah, us. if there's a sucker who uh, out there, I'd love to. Yeah. We need a team of suckers who yeah. believe in us. We and, need to, uh, that's why I was talking, because I, I was out of town, I was up in the mountains this weekend a little bit. Uh, Where'd you go? To Three Rivers, Sequoia National Park. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, it was fun, but I was talking with uh, Joe, our buddy Joe was with me, and he was telling the story about Marino Lake, which was in San Diego, where it was like a whole thing where like 
there was this snake oil salesman guy who went down there and said he had a machine that could make it rain. But then uh, apparently he did it, and they, he did it too much, and so it like flooded the entire town. What? And I was just like, talk, we're, we're just talking about like kind of guys like that who used to exist back, and they do now on different levels. I think of like different uh, snake oil salesmen is yeah. kind of different now, where it's more uh, more political. I feel like than anything else. Like, yes. But back in the day, there would just be a guy who showed up who was like, "I've got a contraption and a big idea," mm-hmm. and then he would fuck everybody over, take all of their money, and then just Dude, move, yeah. move to the next place. Dude, there's and like, I do like that kind of guy. There's a literal snake oil salesman in the original Pete's Dragon, which is one of my favorite characters, and it's a musical, so he's got all these songs about having potions and concoctions yeah. that'll make you hear again and walk again. And he's got this whole wagon that, like, uh, he like hits it and it, like it turns into a shop. And that's and like there a stage pops out, which is appealing yes. to me now. Yeah, and it literally has like light bulbs on the outside, and you just like. And it goes. It pops and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. come on down." Yeah, see, I like that. I like a a dirtbag kind of guy like that, dude. It's a great. It's a great movie. Uh, and uh, and that that character, you know, the Grifter was it's called really. What? It's called a Dragon's Peter. You said <laughs> Pete's Dragon. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. One of my favorite. One of my favorite movies from childhood. Uh, have you ever seen it? No. Oh, dude, it's great. It's about Pete's Dragon. Oh. <laughs> it's from your childhood. This, this is a black and white type movie. If my son was here, he <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> if my son is here, you go dragon these nuts. Really? Oh, dude, he loves a good dragon. Do joke. you send him to his room for <laughs> making these nuts? No, jokes? I just yeah. laugh at him. Wow. I think it's hilarious. You gotta be have harsh. You gotta be more. You ever thought about being more of a harsh parent? No, I'm no Whoop, good whooping at it, your dude. beating your kids. <clears throat> I mean, I get when I get upset with my son. Like sometimes my son will get into a place of just like not feeling, like he's just like he'll just be stoic and like you know un unalterable in any way. Like the way he is, he's just in a bad mood or he's just whatever. And the thing that bothers me about it too, I'll be like, hey, what's up with the? You feeling okay? Everything? Goes, I'm fine. I'm yeah, like, that's normal. I'm like, you don't seem fine. I am. Yeah. Like, all right, dude. I think I kind of do that same thing too, though. Yeah, you do. Where yeah. I'm just like overwhelmed by a lot of stuff, and I'm just like, I, I whatever this. And it's, I've had some shit like that lately, where there's like, whether it's with whatever family stuff, where there's like stuff going on, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I just can't be involved. I'm uninvolved. I and people will con- just continually be like, dude, like what? Hey, what's up? Like, come get involved. Dude, get involved. Involve yeah. yourself. And I'm like, I just I have so much of my own shit going on that it's like I have kind of just been staying out of the, and being like I'm uninvolved. I I'm uninvolved. It's not good. And it's no and it's I don't know if it's is it bad? It's like I don't I ha- think it's that good. Why? I don't have to be involved. The only reason I think it's good or I mean not the only reason but the one that I can put a finger on is <clears throat> is that being in service to others. I know like for addiction like people who are in like 12 step programs, service to others is one of the big steps. So like, even if that's like me playing Yahtzee with my family, you know, or whatever, like doing shit that I don't want to do in my mind, I know that's a version of like a therapeutic action that you can take to kind of get you out of your own head because you're absolutely right in the fact that you get your own, you have so much of your own stuff going on, but being constantly involved with yourself so much, so consistently as we kind of have to, to try to do this thing is uh i don't think it's healthy you know what i mean maybe but it's like is it i don't think it's like cruel or rude to be like people around me if they're going through something crazy and it like even if it involves me somewhat like indirectly and i'm just like hey man i'm sorry you're going through that like the whole thing i understand whatever situation like this but i'm 
I can't be involved. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I just can't do it. And I don't know, maybe that's psychotic behavior. Maybe Are you thinking what, of something specific? There's a bunch of random shit yeah. like that. And it's just like that or even like family like family stuff I'm like all right like whatever yeah you every all this bullshit infighting is going on I'm I'm uninvolved I hope it, I hope everything works out for the best I hope you're okay I hope everything's fine but I just I can't I can't sit there and be like every constant I can't just have all this other shit weighing on me Well like last night we were at the store you know and I got a friend from out of town who came came through and then a guy that works at the improv and I work at the improv so there's like this natural connection and you know both were kind of acting the fool yeah. you know and i was very much like that like dude i i feel like i'm barely welcome here you know and we're in the kitchen you're you know you're hooking me up with some beers cuz bruce has got that paid regular pull and uh you know and then these this fucker shows up and is just hanging out in the kitchen and it's like, hey, I'm with Kevin. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm with Bruce. I don't have a trailer hitch. Yeah. You can't say you're with <laughs> me. I'm, I'm with I'm Bruce. The tra- I'm the trailer. Yes, I'm the trailer. You can't hook. And that's what I told him. I go, I go. I'm the tail. You can't be my tail. This can't be a train of people here. I'm with Bruce. And if you're with Bruce, great. But you're not. Like, so you got to be cool. And it was like, See, I should hire you to hang around me more often. <laughs> to be like, look, I'm with Bruce. You're not with Bruce. I would love that. Because man. Well, dude, they, you know how it is, you know, and you know me. I, I. But even okay, so this is kind of the same situation because I've talked to we've talked about this before. In that situation, I same thing last night. I'm like, I'm uninvolved. I, I'm un, I'm uninvolved. Yeah, yeah. And so I just say like, all right, this, yeah, this I, isn't my I, responsibility. I'm uninvolved. It's nobody's real responsibility. Right. If anybody wants to take responsibility, they can. But it's I'm uninvolved. Well, dude, like we had a guy. And it's not my job to make sure that this guy I barely know is f- having a good time or is feeling. Well, it's just sorry. Yeah. I I've, <laughs> I had to figure it out for myself. Figure it out for yourself. Yeah. And he would say the thing. The other guy he was like a nice enough. He's a nice guy, but he's like completely wasted. Yeah. And he's like wanting to talk my ear off, and I'm like. All right, man. Hey, man. You know, cool. Like, yeah, it's not my fault that you're completely wasted. That sucks that you're completely wasted. You're not gonna fall down or be a danger to yourself or others. You're just drunk and kind of embarrassing yourself. And I'm not gonna sit there and be like, it's not my job to intervene with a person that I barely know, even though I do. To be like, hey, man. Just so you know, you're. A, this is what. This is what. Th- my advice to you here. Uh, let me solve the situation for you. It's yeah. like no, it's it's really not my job to solve this situation for you. Yeah, and it's once again maybe that's psychotic behavior, but in reality, it's like I mean, it's selfish self, behavior. Se- it's, worse, you know, but the, it's like is it worst. self? It's more self preservation of like. Well, yeah, that see that's where I'm at too, or I'm going like, look, I feel like I mean, and my my mentality, especially at any comedy club, is I'm in the way. I feel like I'm in the way, and so I keep that constantly in the back of my head. And so when you're like, hey, come on come on or whatever, or I'm doing a show at some place and they're like, you know, I'm invited. That's why I'm there because if I'm not invited, I'd feel like I'm in the way. And some people, they just don't have that. Yeah. And that's like uh, with that, with my friends and people that I love and that I like want to, I feel like I'm more than happy to be involved and be of whatever you're kind of saying of service and whatever else. And like, like even with the fucking Netflix audition stuff, like, there was yeah. multiple people that I like that were very nervous, and I was like, "Hey, like, really, like, s- sat and talked with them through it to be like, 
this is the like it's another set. It's another thing. You're doing a show at the comedy store that you a place a room that you perform in every single week at, yeah. once at a minimum. Like yeah. it's gonna be fine. Do a whole thing. To the point where there was time like we're in that same thing, did all that. I was at the show and we were all in the back and our, our people who are our friends are on stage showcasing for the thing. And I know their comedy. So it's like it would get to a certain point where I would like know that a laugh is coming here and I would push on the people who were with us around us to be like, laugh loud. Yeah. Like yeah, laugh. Yeah, and yeah, those yeah. and then I'm not an angry person. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I'm an angry person. I think that, you know, it's a it's a marathon. But then a lot of those people like I had a very, whatever I had a very good set on the thing, I had one of the better. Speak sets. up, man! It's blah, fine. Blah, blah, blah. But dude, honestly, I one of the things I love about this podcast is I know who's listening, and everybody is. I mean, it's obviously worldwide. I can't say this with a hundred percent, but I, I you're fine. I, I think people like us. <laughs> like you know what I but mean. But like, long story short, I didn't. We have loyal people. Let's say I think like, there was four to four, at least four people that I helped that with. Maybe five that I did that same thing to, and four of them got into the thing, and I did not. Yeah. And so it's like, and all of those people, the first thing they said to me whenever I saw them last night was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "I don't know, man. Like, really, what are you gonna do? Like, well, what do you? It's all, it's all subjective. It's all. <laughs> that's the thing too. Like when people are, when you're at a show and uh, anything that has any stakes, and people are like anxious or whatever about their performance, I'm like, it doesn't even matter. There was somebody who like, was does, your performance has. Probably literally nothing to do with if you're going to get whatever you're up for. There it's was somebody be twelve other things. Somebody that was on my same thing, a person who I really like, and he is funny, and he had a did not have a good set, and he was v- not crying, but he was visibly like upset and annoyed after his set, and was yeah. like, "Well," and I was like, basically comforting him, be like, "Dude, it's fine. It doesn't even matter." This and then same thing. He got the thing, and it's like I could and should like. I don't know. Maybe it's from being around long enough, but there's so many people that were probably in a similar situation to me. And then they took to social media to be snarky about oh, the yeah. thing. And it's like, what is that? That all that, that doesn't, it hurts that all that does is hurt you. Yeah. And it's, you know, yeah. Uh, righteous indignation yeah. is, uh, it never, it's never, uh, it never gets anywhere. It'll get, you know, you somewhere with like a, a group of people. You may even get a bigger pop of attention than you would regularly get, Yeah, but it's not with the right people, you know, a hundred percent. And it's like a bunch of people going, yes, also, yes, I think fuck them also that person that you shouldn't be thinking fuck them to that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I agree with you, dude. There's a guy right now. got just got fucking banned from the improv and, he goes on social media. I'm looking at this whole drama of him yelling at somebody. You know that show that we, uh, <laughs> we yeah, showed yeah, up yeah, at, yeah. dude. We walk in and we're there for seven seconds. Look at each other, and the guy that's on stage is yelling at another person off stage, screaming. And Bruce, that was after the last pod. I think maybe after the last pod we did, where I had to. I was like, "Fuck, I gotta go." I think on the podcast, I was like, oh, "I gotta go to this show. I don't really yeah want to do." It. I was like, "Yeah, come with me, whatever." <laughs> Literally, we drive over there. It's probably 15 minutes away. I'm already like whatever. Bruce goes. I bet there won't be ten people in there, and we walk in. There's not ten people. There in was there. eight or nine. And it's mostly the people that are on the show. Yeah, and I was like, uh. and so I literally walk in, said hello to the host, said hello to this person that I know, started looking through a few records, and this is all within ten seconds of getting there, probably, and then realized that there's a comedian on stage screaming off stage to another comedian about 
uh, some about her stealing. I have no idea. Yeah, it's a joke stealing accusation, whole, and it's a, they're screaming at the top of their lungs, and not like a like a like in a a way that two people would be like a a domestic dispute. Yes, and then very personal. I literally I look over to not even the host, the guy that I talked to whenever I walked in, and I just went, "All right, man. Well, I'll see you." And yeah. I just walked out, and I was like, "You were," and I was. Like you walked out, you're like, "What's up?" I was like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right. I hit up the guy. I hit up the host. Remember that? I was like, yes. Was like trying to figure out a nice way to talk about it. And I was like, "Hey, man, I'd love to do the show another time." It didn't seem like it was on the upswing. And then yeah. he said, "Well, well, yeah, man, that sucks. It got a lot better. I wish you stayed." And I wanted to be like, "Hey, man, no, it didn't. <laughs> it, it never, it never got better, and it was never good." Yeah. Well, I mean. It is what it is with some of these shows, you know. You, you you do your best, you know. Maybe you don't, and 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 people may or may not show up. But if there's not people there, it's like, what's going to happen? And then on top of that, if if two of your acts are are fighting, screaming at each other yeah. in front of the audience, yeah. Can you imagine watching? They're it? fighting in front of white people. You're wa- walk into the Magic Castle, and two, <laughs> two of the magicians are <laughs> yeah. screaming. See, at each I would other. I would love that. <laughs> That would be that. That would make my night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I walked in, two magicians were <laughs> screaming at each other over a stolen trick. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. would. I would be. But if I was a, a magician, were you saying that you didn't ask them what their card was, and then you showed them their card? I'm the here's. Me, I'm you're, the here's your card guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah. no, but I pulled it out of my shirt. Yeah, but I and I, dude, it doesn't matter where you doing pull my trick. I bet that exists. <laughs> that you're doing. You're doing my trick. Because I pull it out of my pocket. You pull it out of your shirt. It's totally different. No, dude. That's I pull story. my teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're stealing my trick is a funny. Yeah, I guarantee that's how. But as a, I would be thrilled to see that. Dude, but I pull out my fake penis and I break it in half and there's a piece of paper and it has a card in there. You, you rip open your skin with a Bowie knife and you pull it out and that's why it's so different. Like and you steal it's also, my shit, man. Comedy is so much because it's like it's really a lot of it's based on the mood of the audience. Where magic is not as much based. It's more like I'm going to do this thing and you're going to be amazed. Comedy is more based on the mood of the audience, and so yeah. it's like. Yeah, it's, it's but anyway so this is uh so like a situation like that and then having people like go so one of the guys goes online and he's like just dishing dishing about what happened or you know his side of it and dude i'm looking and these fucking comments 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 everybody's on his side all these you know likes and everything good for them it's and, just and, but, but here's what i'm saying it's not helping no, you're 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 not going to get any further in any way by doing that unless you can rally all these people to constantly come to your. And I think that that's a thing that you're supposed to realize a lot. You're supposed to have already realized a long time ago. Yeah. But I mean, some people, like you said, some people do get attention for stuff like that. And so the, why would they they're Why would they do negative attention? Why would they change whenever they're getting reinforcement of any kind? Negative attention is look at this like bag, dude. No the ultimate no currency, right? Says now. no trans fats. You know what, dude? Show, what? show, pull it, pull it up. It's show. too small, but it's its bag says no trans fat. You know what I gotta say? Why does everything have to be political? <laughs> I agree. It's, it's I just agree. can't we just live, dude? And, I, and as much as I agree with what the bag is saying, I think you as know, much as the, I believe the bag has a right to say that. <laughs> As much as I believe the bag has the right to say no trans fat on it, yeah. I do think that there's not not everything has to be political, and not everything is political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to go so hard. Like, yeah. Maybe trans fat's discouraged. You know, I don't know, but yeah. As no, Trent. Come on. I'll I'll stand by your right to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but dude, that fucking negative attention thing is like it's all the rage. I mean, that's why. 
I mean, so much of like people introducing themselves to the crowd, like new comics, and I watch so many fucking open mics and shit now that it's it's about, hey, this is who I am. Here's the traumas that I've been through. Here's here's why you should feel bad for me, you know, in one way or another, like whatever it is. And it's so much about the identity and things like that. Dude, what are you doing? You I'm checking my I'm listening. Jesus. Come on, man. Uh, I live. I got a stomach. <laughs> but everybody's everybody's l- latching on the the horse of negative attention because it works. Yes, a lot of people have tried so many things. They've tried so many keys, yeah. and they finally find one that's really more of a screwdriver mm-hmm. <laughs> that just mm-hmm. kind of just jamming in. And so it's like it's technically working. Yeah, but in reality, it's not. Yeah. It's you're hot, you're starting a car with a screwdriver. Yeah, and it works, it, but it's also like you can't turn it off and on. It's like my my general attitude about a lot of this comedy too is like just get up there and tell jokes, make people laugh, and then like dude, there was a guy last night I watched do a set, and it was so straight up, like straight up, like Catskills, Darren Carter type energy of like high energy. He's doing all, all and I hated it so much. <laughs> I was just like, <clears throat> yes, this is what I'm talking about. Why you got involved? The party started. Dude. I'm sorry, dude. You know, but you know what I'm talking about. Whether it's like that, uh, maybe Darren's probably a bad example. Here's of, about of energy that. level, dude. This guy, he had his hair spiked all the way up, like huge, like he's a caricature, and he's going up there and he's like doing full act outs and like, whoa, everybody. Was it and me? Was, huh? Was it me? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, I like your 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 act outs. You're also doing it kind of tongue in cheek when you kick the mic stand and bring it back. <laughs> yeah, which shit. Usher did in the in the halftime show. Stole it from you, you dude. So I'm the guy. I do the microphone kick. Usher does it in the half. How about this? Last year, I meet Usher at the comedy store. Oh, dude. This year, what happens? He does the mic kick. He does the mic kick. At the Super Bowl halftime show. Did he see you do it? I don't know. Dang it, you should have said yes. His microphone stand was also <laughs> sick. It was one of those like balance things, you know? It had a like a round base like that was a balance. Oh, that rule. It was really cool. So but he didn't even really do it then. He had a kind of he kind of was cheating. Exactly. Man, he had the weeble wobble mic yeah. stand, dude. You know, dude, you know what so uh, I was thinking about? So this weekend, uh we went up in the mountains, but it's I also I'll tell you after this remind me a pretty funny story. Uh, but <laughs> sorry, folks. I can tell you right now, this guy fucking <laughs> fucked me over. Not even really. This guy hit me up and asked if me and Kelly would co-headline a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, get into it, baby. I mean, I'm getting into it. Hit me up to ask if me and Kelly would co-headline a show. <laughs> the money was not good, but I was like, you know what? I was like, it was an off, it was an off weekend for Kelly because mm-hmm. she's been on she's like on the road for like eight weeks at a time right now, pretty much. And so I was like, you know what? And I told her, I was like, we should say yes to this. And then we should go get like a cabin mm-hmm. and like for two days, like we'll use the money from the show to get a fucking thing. It will be fun. Everything will work out. It'll be fun. And I was like, all right, cool. And then the marketing comes and out. And then the marketing comes out and it's like, come see Kelly Ryan at the headline at the thing. And then my name, like literally comically. Dude, like, it was like, my name, and- Kelly Ryan. She's off her tour from Anthony Jesselnick. And you could also see Bruce Gray. He comes to Bruce Gray. And then it was- He'll be there. Featuring, yeah. <laughs> and so I, yeah, I, I waited till after the show. I waited till the money was in my pocket. And then I was like, can I talk to you? And then it was while Kelly was on stage. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, What'd yeah. you say? I, I calmly gave him the business. And I he, mean, he, of I course, think it's tried important to, be, yeah. to let him know that that's not okay. Like, that's just, I don't know. Even if, even, 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 even if, if you were not you, 
but you say, hey, Dick McGick and, you know, Jill Jones, I want you to co-headline. And then all your marketing is not co-headline. That's what I told him. And I was like, and he tried to, of course, try to do it. Like, oh, come on, man. I'm just like small town. And I was like, no, stop. And he was like, no, but you guys. And I was like, no, stop. And then he was like, well, I'm glad you like, I'm glad you like said therapy language of like, I'm glad you express. And I was like, I literally was like, hey, stop. I was like, stop. I was like, stop with the, the, I was like, stop with these like methods of deflection you're trying to do. I was like, cause you're trying all of them. I was like, you yeah. already tried to like, no, you guys are big time. I'm, and I'm like, no, not really. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry you didn't like get, and I was like, I'm not looking for my shine in Exeter, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. looking to, and I was like, he's like, I wish you would have like, He's like, I wish you wouldn't let this fester. I'm like, I didn't let this fester. And he's like, Well, you did. You waited till th- right now. And I was like, I was like, No. I was like, I waited till right now because I had already paid for the Airbnb, and I waited until my money was recapped back in my pocket. Yes. For this thing. Yes. I was like, Because I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah. And I was like, I know you understand. You tried to make a play here, and you thought like you did a cool, like really smooth thing, but like you didn't. And this whole and he was like, <laughs> we, it was just like ten minutes straight. Tony Martin's is right there too, who's loving it. McDonald's, he's loving it, dude. Great, that's so fucking the great funny. Tony Martin's. Uh, that, uh, that that makes this whole interaction like ten times as good yeah. too. And it's <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where Tony Martin's who loves drama. Yes, loves Tony it. Martin's is a very righteous person. He's he's not all. I would say he's rarely right, but he's not always right. But he loves But he is a righteous person. I love, and I, I do love him. Dude, when me and, I, we see Tony Martin's, me and Pepitone are at, in Bakersfield, and he's in the green room, and it wasn't five minutes before he was like, we were deep into all the local scene drama that he was just, it was unjustified, his treatment. And yeah. Eddie's going, oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow, that's, okay. Yes, so, absolutely. But, and you, and you want to get booked more. And they not doing it. Like, <laughs> like, I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it was a whole thing. But uh, so we're the, the show was fine. The show was fun enough. Whatever. Um, and then so before that, we're at this. It's a small Wait, town. Real quick, don't lose it. But like, so did you? How did it end? Like, um, did you? Kind of have some sort of uh, come to an, uh, an agreement that he ever. No, did? I mean, he, I basically, he was like, well, he, what he said, he's like, I made two versions of the flyer and sent it to the brewery. And this is the one they wanted. And I was like, okay. I was like, and that's what I told him. I was like, I was like, but think about this. Why did you make two versions of <laughs> And I was like, it just kept being over and over. And I was like, you wouldn't give it to him. Why would I? He's full, he's full of shit. Because he's like, I made two. I made one with a co-headlining thing, and one I made this other one. But I was, and he, he's like, that's what they wanted after. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I was like, but why would you even make that? Right. And I was like, because I was like, here's what I was like, because you know that if you would have gone through Kelly, it would have been more money. And you were like, you went through me because, and I was had, and I was like, and I talked her into it. Yeah. So that we could go and do. So I was like, realistically, we didn't want to even do the show. We wanted to come up here for a few days, and that, and it's like. And if it was just straight through, I would have been nothing but delightful, whatever. Get in, get out, do the show. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a dickhead. To, yeah. Also, because uh, Alex and Joe also came with us, and like I got them guest spots. Yeah. And it's like he was a dickhead to them. And I told him I was like, and you were, and I was like, and you were also a dickhead to them. And he was like, I don't even know. And I was like, I was like, whatever. I was like, think about this. I was like, they're not here right now. I was like, they went down the street because. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they felt unwelcome. Yeah, so they did their spots and literally left. <laughs> like two guys that y- it would be good for you to have a relationship. Yeah, and two with. very 
insanely easy to get along with people. Absolutely. So the easiest. It was just a whole thing. And so, um, yeah, whatever. It all got figured out. The mayor, the mayor was there. She said she loves buzz balls. The mayor, <laughs> the mayor of Exeter, California. She said, because she's about to be mayor. And we were like, Kelly was on stage and was like, so what's the plan for like your big party? And she said, there's going to be a big party at the Dead Rat Saloon, <laughs> which I looked up. <laughs> that rules. And Woodlake looked like a pretty fun place. Dude, that rules. But yeah, she loved buzz balls. But then I was thinking, okay, so we were at this bar. I love those those. Small town shows. Oh like yeah, extras so did, fucking great. I love Central California. Yeah. I will. I love doing comedy there. That's yeah. why it was such an extra annoyance. And I was pretty fired up about it for <laughs> a little bit of time. And I even went through four or five people to send them the exact like the message and the flyer. And I You're just like, I sent, am I crazy? I literally sent it to mo- multiple people. I sent it to you guys. I sent I sent it to the every spectrum of person. I was like, at first I was like, who can I hit up? I was like, oh, I know a guy who's a hothead and will. Yeah. Also agree with me. And I was like, no, you know, I got to really make sure I'm not crazy. Yeah. And so then, uh, yeah, did the show, waited till I had the money in my pocket. And then I was like, I'll talk to you. Smart. Yeah. And then he was like, well, literally, he was like, well, why'd you let that? And I was like, because I already paid for the thing. Yes. And so bookers hold grudges and you could potentially walk out of there with less money than you were promised. Yeah. And I would have ripped your fucking head off. But I, uh, I was like, uh, and he was like, after he was like, well, all right, but I hope we figure it out. We'd like, I'd love to have you back. And I was like, honestly, man, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And then, uh, but I was thinking about this. We were at this bar there, and this guy, it's Friday, late Friday afternoon, Friday around probably like seven. This guy who had obviously just gotten off of work, and he was sitting at the bar. And he was talking to some other guy he didn't know, and they were talking about the Super Bowl because it was the next day or two days from then. And they were talking about it, and the guy was like, yeah, I'm not even going to watch. It's fucking bullshit, and it's rigged, and fucking it's all politicized, but Taylor Swift and whatever else. And it, <laughs> these two guys were loving each other. They were <laughs> hyping each other up. You're right, man. You're right. Uh-huh, and then we le- I was listening to them, and I was like, obviously these two guys are full of shit, and nothing that they're saying is even remotely true. But I was like thinking about it, and i was like it must feel so good to say to you get off work you're working hard do you know what i'm saying you go down 100%. to the bar you just repeat regurgitate your something you heard someone else say and someone's like yeah and you're like yeah <laughs> and you know and you just crush a few beers and then Dude. you go home and you're like man yeah i'm glad i fucking yeah i think you're talking about 80 percent of man-on-man interaction it feel in it world. must it must just feel good to to like say these things and yes. like be like it must feel good like i don't think that guy has a bone in his body that is like overly introspective and it's not like i'm saying this guy's a fucking piece of shit or a bad guy he's yeah, a yeah, dumb yeah. guy but it's like it's not oh nothing is overly introspective nothing is like he just goes to work works hard i'm sure and then goes and does that and it probably feels fucking good yeah, if I had to guess. Well, I think that's like, I mean, definitely online, you know, but everywhere where a guy is just like, pick innocuous subject, uh, state strong, widely held opinion on subject, and have somebody agree with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And because like arguing about football and Taylor Swift is like, <laughs> it's so pointless. Like it has nothing to do with anything important at all. 
And so to be indi- like righteous indignation, these fuckers, and it's rigged anyway, and fucking they got Taylor. I'm probably going to see Taylor more than we see anybody else. Am and I, I right? wonder... You've heard that a billion times, right? I wonder if he would feel better if somebody was there disagreeing with him. Probably not. No, because I'm the guy who will disagree with people sometimes. Especially, I hate... I hate uh, a disagreeer guy. I'm not a disagree. I'm a disagreeer guy when it comes to people uh, naming a group or like, you know, this you've heard me do this with you where they're like, dude, guys like this always do this. I'm like, what? And like, you know how this person be. That's why there's things like that are true. Girls with big gums love Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) That's that is far and away. Always true. Girls with big gums. I'm telling you, <laughs> scientifically, that's 100 percent true. You know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> it, it's got to feel good, and it's classic. It's like there's things like I think that there's stuff like like something like that. It's one of the oldest forms of communication, almost. It seems like where also I think that one of the oldest forms of communication is among your coworkers talking shit about leadership. Oh yeah, that. Any t- and that feels good. Oh, it always feels yeah. good. And so, and I think that that has also been around for thousands and thousands of years. You know who's fucking up? Your boss. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. You know. Fu- you know. Really. Piece, you know who sucks? Our boss. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The, and that's and they're like yeah. Like yeah. that's. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That that form of communication I think has been around for so long. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's camaraderie so, in a nutshell. It feels great. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. feels good to which talk is, shit about your boss. I think is which is why comics end up always talking shit about everything because it's like there is our boss is this like vague cloud of authority in the sky that's like there's any a few level names. of I've, I've been in conversation with the bottom to top level of comedians and the one thing that remains true maybe it's toxic maybe whatever the one thing that remains throughout is talking shit about other comedians oh 100 percent talking bad and it's it's just a part of life mm-hmm. and it's i'm telling you the biggest comics I've seen still. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, dude. Yeah, the um, yeah, I I uh, I do eat it up. I Even last night, there, uh, there was a a, a late sh- a late show at the comedy store that was a live podcast, and there was nobody in there. And a very big comedian came up to me and was like, and I was talking to the booker of the comedy store. Came up to us, was like. The fuck's he goes? What the fuck's going on in the main room? Is it a funeral? Jesus Christ! <laughs> and I was like, I was like, excuse me. I was like, it's called a live podcast now. <laughs> and but even funeral. at that, yeah, even <clears throat> even that. Sorry, give me one sec, dude. They they that podcast. They sold out the first show. Okay, all right. Uh, they sold. Bruce said he sold. They sold out the first show. So good Which for them. It is not. Um, but the second one. That was what all that I saw was the second show where there was no. Yeah, dude. Well, it's and it's so funny because there was another another guy that sold out, you know, two shows at the Improv, and man, it it was. I mean, we had the best night ever because everybody was in agreement that the show was awful, awful. Yeah, yeah. and like that we were appalled by the dude. We were all like fucking clutching our pearls at the kind of stuff they were talking about. Like, oh, I can't believe it, you know. Like, and uh, which and, and rightfully so. And I won't name the person because it's actually. It was true that it was fucked up and like the shit they were talking about. And we were like, holy fuck. But the audience 
was loving it. Yeah. But we're walking around going, can you believe this? And he goes, no. And then, and then somebody else, what happened? This. And they're like, oh, really? It's like, oh, man, we're we're the best of friends yeah. now. You know? It's just, just that. Talking shit. that yeah, I'm. I'm curious. There should. I. There should be a documentary that somebody could probably do and put together about the history of talking sh- gossip. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Because it's there. It's really. There's something. It's. It's just. And it's. I hate whenever. If you're around, do you ever be around somebody who's like, no, I don't actually. I don't. That's not. We shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. It's like shut the fuck up. Dude. <laughs> I definitely. Because now, once you leave, guess who's on fucking deck. Dude, you, you. you're fucking loaded <laughs> up, buddy. As soon as you, yeah. Well, dude, when I was in management, that was the thing that I hated the most. And I was talking to my buddy who's in management about this, the fact that you you do have to be that guy. If you're the boss, you got to be like, hey, 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 let's take it easy. We can't go, we can't go in so hard on Barbara. You know, like he's like, yeah, we got to let Barb, let Barb chill, let Barb take it easy. She's having a hard time. No association with any real Barbaras, uh, just in case, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it, um, but it uh, it is relieving, and I told you that's why. Like when I first got here, I was like, dude, I want to start like a uh, support group for comics because I keep you know every conversation I've been having with people is. You know, at some point, uh, uh, in, in many of the conversations, it's people are just like, Ugh, just like down, you know, because and basically because of all the shit they're able to talk. Yeah, it's because this shit's a fucking never ending grind. Yeah. Never ending grind. Of course. Totally unjustified. It's like you're I feel like we're like, you know, the first humans trying to uh, understand God in many ways. It's like I trying mean, to figure this industry out. We're like, well, now that maybe it's like, if I sacrifice my child, the gods will smile upon me. Well, like, now it's like we were trying to, you know, please a computer program. Basically, yeah, that's dude. the entire thing. Now that's the we are kind of the first in that way. But it's like realistically, this comedy's been hard for a long time. Yeah, and people have bitched about the same things forever. Yeah, the only difference is back in the day when you made it. You fucking made it. Yeah. And you do, you, you know, the, uh, <clears throat> who is it? Who was the, the kid that got it and then ended up ch- killing himself? Oh, Freddie Prinze. Freddie Prinze, dude. One set at the comedy store on the, the Tonight Show, one set on the Tonight Show, hit sitcom, world famous. That's gone. Like, that'll never happen again. So, th- I, th- in one way, it's like, yeah, there was but it only also, one it, it, venue to the fame because there was only three networks, you know, or two at that time. But, you know, now it's like, yes, there's multiple ways to get in. But now there's multiple, you know, uh, gizmos you have to get through. Well, I mean, realistically, I think it's the same. Because it's like if you explode online and get a ton of followers, it's like they're not going anywhere unless you fuck them, unless you fuck it up. Mm-hmm. And then unless you become somebody. What it is now yeah. is eventually a lot of people, you get so big like that, that eventually people kind of turn nasty on you and... They start kind of just hate watching everything. I mean, that happened to Brendan Shaw. Yes. It's like, and he, it's like you kind of, you fuck it up for yourself. I think he just quit. He just like announced that he's quitting stand up. Oh. And that's like because he had the world in his pants. Yeah. And in his pants. In his pants. <laughs> I feel bad for him sometimes, but it's like he also, I've heard a few people talk about it the same way. It's like he could have just been a guy that does like a storytelling thing, like yes. oh, I'm telling, you know, talking about the bits that people want to hear. They want to hear stories from the inside. Yeah. But instead, it's like, no, I'm, I don't know. It's just a hard headed thing. I think. Well, yeah. Not only do I want to do that, but now I want to do this as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then delving into stand up and then getting everything you could ever want before you're ready. 
you know, and uh, and then everybody hating on him, which is justified. But I do feel bad for the guy, too, because it's not like he asked for the success. He didn't ask for all this spot. I mean, he did, but he didn't. It's like so many people out there are and are not ready. And they're well, no, because when someone like that pops up, there are so many people that are like, oh, I have a show. And if I put him on it, it's going to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. So then he's getting hit up every two seconds to do all the best shows. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. It's a trip, man. Dude, I was watching the... Uh, gay porn. Watching hardcore gay pornography. Uh, and uh, no, I was watching this uh, documentary about uh, the fentanyl industry and the 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 pharmaceutical drugs. And, and the big downfall is that they, they make it as a drug company. They're successful treating something specific. And then with fentanyl and with uh, Oxycontin or Oxycontin, um, they started marketing it as pain is pain. It's not just for cancer people. It's for everybody. So then they're prescribing it to people with hangnails and shit. And that's where it really, it blows up. They make billions, but they're also killing so many people and it's the beginning of their downfall. And it's just like Brandon Chop. You know what I mean? It's just like this guy, what he was made for was to fight people and be moderately humorous on a podcast and potentially incredibly interesting on a podcast talking to that world. And then he said, you know what? Fame is fame. I'm going to actually, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. And people went, I don't know. No, people but, were like, great idea. Yeah. You know, and then were, he had the backing of all these big people. And then so big, many people, big pharma, and big then so many people died. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so many people died as a result. And, uh, and now he's held in front of a comedy tribunal. You know, to be held responsible for what he's done, you know, to this, uh, to the world, really. <laughs> really, I mean, kind of, you're 100% right. It's like he was, uh, he was kind of had it all, had it right there, but it's. It's the, I mean, it, 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 people, they get greedy with this stuff, and the industry also is like very much so they don't understand, so they just see views. And it's the same reason why, you know, uh, you know, Butterfly Bonnie. You know, has a has an Instagram page that has 1.3 million. Who's Butterfly Bonnie? I nobody. It's oh. a name I made up. Oh, I was like, uh, I keep saying Dick McGick so often. I want to mix it up. Uh, <laughs> so Dick McGick and Butterfly Bonnie have a podcast, and they get 1.2 million. And then the improv goes, "Hey, oh well, wow, we'll get them over here." And it's the worst show you've ever seen. But they sell out the first two shows. Well, that doesn't matter. It's a comedy. I mean, sorry if this is all inside baseball. Who cares? I don't think it is comedy now, especially live comedy, is not a much of like a humor business as much as it is a beer and chicken business. Sorry, I just got a text that said Taco Bell updated their terms of service. Wow. Um, that's crazy. That um, is wild. But because well, it doesn't matter because it's like anybody, if anybody wants to do a comedy club, if anybody's just like, hey, I want to do a show at a comedy club. Who's, yeah. Whoever you think is, Alex Jones, if he wanted to do the Hollywood improv or whatever. Yeah. And he could and would. Yes. It's just a venue. And I'm not, I'm just using the Hollywood improv as an example. Yeah, 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 for sure. But almost any, there's, it's very rare that a comedy venue that isn't like a mom and pop, like, yeah, sh- sh- like straight bang purple. Dick McGick's yeah. Comedy Club. Something like that. Everybody <laughs> would be thrilled because it'd be like, wow, I can sell so much beer and chicken if I do that. Yeah. Well, I will say that it's, it, you're right about the inside baseball thing a little bit, but also, um, statistics of what kids want to be when they grow up it's all influencer it's all influencer nobody wants to be a fireman nobody wants to go to the moon nobody wants to be a scientist like would they 
they just want to be but like that's this all person TikTok. that that's plays like, with Legos. Well, that's what people say, and it's like apparently it's true, but like in like China and other places who made TikTok is all of the kids' algorithms are all like STEM, and it's all yeah. like. Oh, dude, you know, we're fun. learning and stuff like that. But in ours, it's all like people getting hit in the nuts and yeah. car crashes and just yep. shit that like <clears throat> makes you dumber. Well, like you said, just a long con. murder. <laughs> I, I've like, talked about it a bunch. I can't open my phone without seeing murder. It's wild. Yeah, you literally, just, you op- the earlier you opened your phone and it was a guy getting struck by lightning on yep. a soccer field, mm-hmm. and I was like, "You have to see this." <laughs> of course, <laughs> duh, you have to see this, dude. But it's uh, it, it is wild, and and I mean, on the international the international stage, like. America is, we're fucked. Yeah. We're so fucked. And it, you know, extrapolated. Yeah, dude, Joe Biden's on stage saying that it's Elton John has $6 billion worth of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> that video, I've, I'll play, I don't know if you yeah, guys play have the seen audio this. Of it. it's, it's Joe Biden on stage with Elton John. Here, turn the camera around and then Here, put, no, put the audio on. Too. I'll just play the audio. It's all his fault that we're spending $6 billion in taxpayer money this month to help AIDS fight HIV AIDS. <laughs> the applause. It's, it's like the fake applause. It's, it's man, but it's, he literally has his arm around Elton John being like, it's this guy's fault we're spending so much money on AIDS. <laughs> and it's, that's, you know what's funny is I posted that and I said, this is maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. And it got uh, fact checked. Get the fuck I swear to God, it's on my Instagram. It's like fact checked as like a thing, and it's like, what? I don't know what the fact checking is. If it's like, it's not arguing with me that it's they're no, like it's this arguing is with the clip. this is not the funniest thing you've ever seen. Look at yeah, false information. Wow. See why? False claim that Joe Biden. False claim that Joe Biden blamed Elton John for AIDS. <laughs> I was fact checked by the USA Today. Dude. What? Did you say that that's what he all, said? All I said is, this is maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Dude, fact check. Uh, Bruce, you actually saw something much funnier when you were eight years old. Maybe. That's literally what it felt back. like. It's like, what the fuck do you know? What the fuck do you know about me? That's so funny. The U- USA Today is like, actually, you've yeah, seen the USA Today, things. the lying liberal media. <laughs> and I'm ready to go. Dude, it's all it's all BlackRock, buddy. It's all BlackRock. Look up BlackRock. Look who they own. They own everybody, including pharmaceutical industries and all the messaging and everything goes the same direction. And it's all in a BlackRock's pocket. And but it's, it's like has it hasn't it always been like this? It has always been like this. The difference is that is that the conglomerates of like Disney, who owns everything, who's owned by this person. Does George Soros own BlackRock? Uh, I'm not sure. I just I'll know be that, completely honest. I have no idea who George Soros is. But how good would it feel <laughs> to get off of work in Exeter, go down to the bar, and be like, fucking George Soros. Dude, and everyone be like, saying. yeah. Dude, yeah. That's My dad saying. brought up George Soros one time. And I was like, I literally was like, you don't even fucking know who George Soros is. <laughs> and he was like, exactly. And I was like, Ugh. all right. That's what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, it feels, it feels good. And I don't think, I think I've talked about somebody, or I've seen somebody do a, a bit kind of like this, but it's not fun to be liberal. Being conservative is Seems very fun. Yeah, you can use your mind and uh, speak the truth, and uh, you don't have to like fall in line with correct talking points all the time. And I don't like, even know if it's that, but it's your like, own intelligence all day. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think that you can just say, you could say, this is also a point I've made too, is you know why being conservative is so awesome, and it's it could be like, and it's it's all very A to B. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all very. 
like rushed judgment, quick thinking of like, oh, that's this, so it must be that. Yeah, and it's like not always incorrect. Well, that is a lot, but that's why I, I've we've talked about this before. You've never seen, and I don't know if you'll ever see a person with Down syndrome that's a liberal. <laughs> why not? Like, if you online, people with Down syndrome love Donald Trump. Yeah, and dude. it's like how how could you not? It's and, the same way they love John Cena. Dude, from the mouths of babes, you know, the wisdom, it comes. But it's just like, <laughs> I don't, there's not any, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, I think that's what Greg Giraldo talked about a little bit back in the day on a bit. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, you'll never see a person with Down syndrome and be like, it's a war for oil. George Bush is a dummy. Like, it's like, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, the problem there's is. There's just such a blissful existence that's possible. And I don't know if it's possible without Down syndrome or drugs. <laughs> Well, dude, that's why, I mean, I love working with Eddie, too, because he's like, if you were to sit down to somebody and be like, hey, <clears throat> politically, you can essentially be two things. You can be a person who cares about the suffering of others and, uh, you know, believes that, you know, we should take care of people that are in need and that there's no reason for, uh, you know, people to be starving if there's so much wealth and you would want to encourage everybody to share it. And you go easily. I would easily be that person. And they go, okay, cool, cool, cool. Do you think a man can be a woman? And then you go, wait, what? And they're like, well, because you can't, you can't be a part of these guys unless you believe that. And it's just like, wait, what are we talking about? I thought we were talking about helping people in need. And they're like, well, some of these men who want to be women are in need. And you're like, why are we, why are we yeah. here? But it's also the same thing of like a bill in Congress or whatever where they're like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna house every homeless person in America. And everyone's like. Cool. All right. Well, that's good for that. And they're like, but also, there's probably twenty, forty, maybe sixty billion dollars on top of that on the back end that's going to go to like military stuff. And it's like there's just no, there's yeah. no single yeah. thing. Well, and the, I mean, on that subject in particular too, it's just like, <clears throat> which I think is a great subject politically. That is very. It's just so complex. Like all the money California spent on a homeless could have paid for in a, in a year could have paid for very decent apartments for every single home. Well, that's person. like all the money that's being spent on, you know, Israel or yeah. Ukraine, whatever else. Yeah. It's like that it's all, if we just put the, you could put that money somewhere. You could give that money to me. I could figure shit out. Dude. If, if, if very if the, easily, if the United States Congress gave me $20 billion yeah. and they were like, just, I don't know, man, I'd be like, okay. You would say, what's the population of the U S and he'd say X and you go, Oh, let's divide this by X and yeah. give it out. You go, well, we can't yeah, do like that. Mr. These Beast. idiots don't know how to spend money. Like Mr. Beast, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> but like the thing, like with the homeless especially, it's like there's the one thought that's like, yeah, people are homeless. Give them homes. Duh. Easy, right? But then if you look at, you know, the research of somebody who's involved in addiction or whatever, it's not about that. You know, it's they, there is a reward for figuring it out on your own with, you know, the guidance of somebody else or whatever, like statistically your rate of success is going to be better if you are part of your own uh, healing and your own journey towards a, a, you know, what you would consider a better life than if you just give them money, they're going to be yeah. more successful. Why can't there know? just be like a good camp? I know. Right. Where do you go? And you like, where all, all like, you get all the homeless people and like, you go and they're like divided into like how fucking twisted you are. Yeah. And there's certain areas of the camp where it's like, all right, hey, today from noon to 11, sorry, from 11 to noon, we have uh, an outdoor cafe simulator 
and uh, you guys feel free to scream and flip tables over. <laughs> and they'll be like, okay, cool. Nice. It's like activities for yeah. like, it's fun, it's positive. Yeah, it's we, like, we have a replica Starbucks you can take a shit in it. If yeah, you want. it's like, hey, here's. Uh, not just in the bathroom, folks. Yeah. This Anywhere is a toilet that's made to look like a bush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just fun. It's fun. For, it's it's good. Fun. And you get everyone, and then there's like more like like regular homeless people who just like to chill and maybe like even if you're just down in your luck, maybe you like to do drugs here or there. Yeah, there's a place. Hey, uh, so we built a park in the camp. Um, feel free to do some heroin, uh, dude. Well, the decriminalization of of hard drugs is a big part of a lot of people's plans, like to get people to stop doing it because there's other countries where it's not illegal. They literally just give people like. You know the drugs and shit. They just and the so you're saying you're saying that homeless people only love to do drugs because it's cool to break the law. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's do that. Let's walk down the street and we'll see someone who's like asleep on the bus bench and walk up to him be like, "Dude, stop trying to be cool." (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's that uh, I that the the criminalization of it gets people into a, a loop where they can't get work in the future because their their whole their whole existence has been breaking the law to do drugs because the drugs they want to do is illegal. Why can't we just turn homelessness into energy? <laughs> That's what we need is a machine. Yes. That you a machine that you hook a homeless person up to it and they just be mm-hmm. and somehow that turns into clean energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that. If I could get 50 15 billion dollars I didn't know you were an inventor. I could talk to like three guys who work at a weed company <laughs> and we could figure out a way to turn into like a machine that you and it's not like you're feeding homeless people into a wood chipper. Yeah. yeah but like yeah. or like Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. Where they, they how you know how they get their energy on the thing? From the screams. Screams. Yeah, yeah. What do homeless people love to do? Scream. They love to scream. Scream at the sky. Specifically. At the, they love to scream. <laughs> they love to be la- like loud and like that. Or let's say talking to yourself. You can make that into clean energy, or like, uh, or like body odor. You can use body odor to make uh, soft serve frozen yogurt. Yes, yes. <laughs> Some, or you know what? We make we make fart bombs, dude. Remember I mean, fart bombs where you do it, it has the woman with the short shorts on the back, just her oh, butt. Oh yeah. You hit the bag and the bag pops up. You buy them from the ice cream man, mm-hmm. and you can take body odor of homeless people, dude. Now that actually that's doable. I mean, now we're getting also, into the realm of reality. I don't know how reality. somebody can't just invent a spray where you you spray everybody and it, it clears up their, it clears everything up, and they go, "Oh, well, it's called deodorant." I mean, no, you, no, I'm not saying it's not, not for body odor. I'm saying just for overall, like like just, like uh, a Narcan, but for oh, for mental illness. Like the the fairy godmother just sprinkles over Skid Row, kind of. <laughs> and then the the guy doing uh, crack, you know, with uh, his dog turns into. But it's like is it that we don't have the resources to turns gather into up. a TV preacher in Los Angeles? There's what like a hundred thousand homeless people. Oh, it's more than that. It's something crazy. Yeah. Alexa, how many homeless people are in Los Angeles? That's 2019, though. Shit's been popping off since then. Oh, yeah, because those were back in the good old days. But it's <laughs> but it's like, how can we got to just... And also, how do you count homeless people? Is it an estimate? Or you you go out there and you're like, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. The guy with a clicker, just like Yeah, the store, I, like, it's a, like he's yeah, a comedy they're... club employee, a security guard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the home, that's got to be a wild job. You got to count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You have a pointing stick. One, two. Dude, it's so fucked up. Shit is so fucked up right now. It's wild. And it's really everywhere. It's not. That's what people shit so much on, like L.A. and like wherever. Like especially people who move to Austin, like shit on L.A. about like. And dude, I was in Austin. So there's Austin is terrifying. Where all the place where all the comedy clubs are, right around there, there's just like wild homeless people. Oh, yeah. There's people. There's sketchy well, people. Part. It's like Utah was the same. Yeah, but it's like yeah. I was in. Last time I was in Austin, I was in New Orleans the day before, and I was on Bourbon Street partying and having a good time, and Bourbon Street's like legendarily yeah, disgusting yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. but then I went to 6th Street in Austin the next day, and it was, I was terrified. That's wild. It was spooky as fuck. Yeah. Well, the the, the nice thing about Los Angeles is, is the big majority of it is centralized, and that's how they're dealing with a lot of the homeless. Is they try to put segregate. Them, they try to put them in a specific place. So you go to down. I mean, obviously, you go downtown. It is fucking. I mean, it's blocks and blocks and blocks of just homeless. But that's what I'm people. saying. If we can get all those people, and I'm not saying this in a way of like put them in jail. I'm just saying you make a camp, a fun camp, like camp, like a you know, like a camp, a fun. sleepaway camp. Uh huh. There's activities, like I said. Hey, eleven to noon. We're gonna scream at this guy. Gonna take a nap. In the, <laughs> gonna take a nap in the park. Yeah. Um, over there, you can masturbate in public. Yeah. That's the public masturbation simulator. But you know, one of the crazy guys would turn to the other crazy guy and go, "You know who's fucking up right now? Fucking Bruce Gray thinks he can tell me when I can masturbate." <laughs> oh, and so those guys start getting. The, yeah. Just and, he goes, the, uh, and then he goes, "Yeah." A homeless revolution. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a homeless unionized. Imagine they unionize and they say you don't let us scream at this guy long enough. That's right. You, dude, this guy says I have to scream at this guy during the day. I'm a night screamer. Yes. And that, <laughs> can, that can be figured out. There can be a night simulator. Dude, all these guys, man, I just it's so sad. But, it, I mean, I th- think the big chunk of it is just fucking drugs. You know? Of course. It's I, all, just I mean, watched, there's a million fucking reasons it's all fucked up. I just watched uh, Beautiful Boy Steve with Steve Carell and Timothy Oliphant. Or is it old? No, it's not Timothy Oliphant. No, yeah. It's a... Uh, guy who played Wonka but it's about drugs it's about a guy getting hooked on drugs and shit and it's a fucking nightmare it's, I think we just need to replace nightmare. drugs with phonics <laughs> I love you so much dude <laughs> I love what if we it. just replace drugs with we gotta just figure out a way and this is also another thing everyone wants to go to Mars or the moon yeah if we populate the moon with the homeless, the homeless people <laughs> imagine, imagine that that rocket on the way there it's Elon Musk giving like the State of the Union so, to the you know, shareholders. Uh, what I actually thought about is um, I'm actually going to send like uh, a thousand homeless people to the moon, and uh, uh, so, I guess see what happens. It's like killing two birds with one stone. And it's like I don't want you know I want everybody to be able to get the help they need. I just don't think it's possible, and I think it's just growing at such a rapid rate that it's nobody can keep up with it. It's possible. I think we just they they it would just have to be. I mean, honestly, like. As 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 valid as the the protests that we've seen in the recent history have been or not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying if there was any percentage of the protesters that have gone on in the last you know five to seven years or whatever, had gone towards efforts towards helping people with uh, chemical dependence who, who live on the streets. I think that would help a huge amount. It's just like because there, if there was somebody, if there was, you know, say one person to every ten homeless that was like a caseworker that had access to money and programs and all this stuff, and was just like, I'm responsible for 
responsible for Kevin and Bruce and Dave and and Crazy Charlie, you know. Crazy then, Charlie. And was like, hey, Bruce, buddy, you got to get outside more. Yeah, I've seen you're in here, you're doing, you're clicking away, you're doing your clips, but you need to see that outside a little bit or whatever. And then would come by, hey, did you go outside yesterday? You know, things like that. Just like little things or, oh, I see you're hooked on fentanyl or whatever. Here's a program. Here's phonics. Yeah, here's, here's get hooked on this instead. And then they go, for real? <laughs> and you go, yeah, you're doing it already. What if we taught homeless people how to uh, make stand-up reels? Dude, instant, instant worldwide change. There's just so many ideas that I have. There's so many ideas. They I'm would work so, for cheap. I'm just so... Tra- yeah, cheap labor. Mm-hmm. Energy. Mm-hmm. You turn homeless people into energy. Into stand-up clips. Clean energy. Yeah, yeah. And then you use that clean energy to make stand-up clips. Only clean com- Only clean comics? <laughs> no. <yeah. laughs> well, imagine there's a comic who's like, dude, I have a whole I have a whole team right now. It's something. And he's like, you got to come check out. I got my like shit set up. People are working, like my content stuff. And you're like, oh, cool. I'll check it out. And you go over there, and it's just like 10... Like home, like a dude sitting next to a shopping. He's like, dude, I made this place look like a fucked up Starbucks. Inside. <laughs> and there's just homeless people with shopping carts tied to bike racks. There's there's uh, power outlets all across the wall at every moment, just everywhere. Across. There's free Wi-Fi in there. Imagine the first homeless person to use a shopping cart. Imagine, imagine, imagine that the first person homeless person who ever was like, yo, you know what? Check out what I did. I stole a shopping cart, and now I got my whole fucking thing. And they were like, whoa. You want a grill? It's a grill now. Turn it on sideways. Now it's a grill. <laughs> I've seen someone cook on a shopping you cart. You want a seat? You sit down on it. You got a seat. The shopping cart. You want a house? <laughs> right here. Yeah. yeah Put the, a couple blankets on this? What do you think this? came first, the shopping cart or the cardboard box house? Cardboard box house had to come first. Cardboard box house, people don't really. Unless you get some fridge boxes. Dude, the, I, tents are some, so you, cheap now. Yeah, that you don't need to even worry about it because we can we can take the child labor, the the poverty uh, on the other side of the world provides the tents for the poverty on that. this side. Imagine of the world. these fucking tent makers, Coleman, dude. Imagine how much fucking money they would be. That that's probably who's trying to make sure this shit doesn't happen. Dude, they yeah. don't want homeless people to be turned into clean energy because mm-hmm. then they're like, well, who are we going to fucking sell tents to? Because people aren't really camping that much and most people are only buying one tent for life. Homeless people, they oh, sleep outside yeah. in their tent. Their tent gets fucked up all the time. They got to yeah. go get a new tent. Where Also, where I didn't even think about that. Imagine you're a homeless person and you're like, damn, I got to get a motherfucking tent. Yeah. Where? Is there I, some kind of tent giveaway? Amazon Prime, dude. You can get those Prime offers. And then what the, do you use? Get it sent to fucking Overpass fucking 43 Oh, on yeah, the dude. You can do location drops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can They can do it all. Uh, but is it, Do homeless people have Amazon? Oh, yeah. Definitely. There's Amazon drop-offs. There's oh, like drop-off the drop points. Off. Yeah, yeah. Like there's drop-offs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so it's also 7-Eleven has been combating homelessness in Los Angeles by blasting classical music. <laughs> That's true. You I know. What if we did that in the, the whole world? Just blast classical music. You walk music outside everywhere. and classical music is blasting. <clears throat> I think, I mean, it would have an effect. I talked to, yeah. Because that was where people were talking about Rick Caruso, who was running for mayor, the guy who, he, he seemingly had a homeless plan. But he's the guy who made the Grove and whatever else. Yeah. And I was like, people dude, were you were a big Caruso head. I liked Caruso. You were, and then people would argue, be like, dude, he's a fucking Republican, whatever. It's like, dude, he's the mayor. You yeah. Think he's going to like ban abortion in LA. No. Exactly. Who gives a fuck about your mayor or what they. It's like all local politics doesn't even matter. But it's like, it's like, that's exactly what I'm talking about with this whole yeah. thing, where it's just like, hey, I have this great plan that actually looks like it'll work. Here's proven efforts that I've done in the past that I could replicate here, and we'd be rocking and rolling. I go, 
you think a man can become a woman? <laughs> and they go, wait, wait, what? I'm trying to fix a homeless problem. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But what do you think about giving kids drugs? What do you, what do you think about giving hormone replacements to seven-year-olds? What do you think? It's going, can we stop? Like, it, it, it's so wild. I think, it, dude, I, in, a, in my dream world, they get rid of all fucking parties. And a guy, the only thing you vote on is his plan to fix X, Y, or Z. We need a king. A king. Yeah, a monarchy. <laughs> Enough, there's no two parties. It was just a king. Dude, that's why. Uh, Trump, dude. Dude, Trump, king, baby. King Trump. King Trump, dude. He's going to win. That's what's crazy. He's going to win, and it's not going to. Unless they kill his ass. Yeah. They're going to have to kill one of those two guys in order for something. And I'm, hey. I think Biden's Don't take it wrong. I'm not going to be the one doing it. No, 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 no. Unless they really needed me to. Hey, we're just we're just philosophizing here about the possibility of, of whatever. You kind of look like Lee Harvey Oswald, dude. Thank you. Imagine, <laughs> dude. Imagine they came, to, dude. That'd be not, that'd be what's up. You'd be Kevin James Tinkin. You'd go down in history, dude. As because it's always you get John, you know, John Wilkes Booth, mm-hmm. Lee Harvey Oswald, Kevin James Tinkin, dude. And then the thing to be great about that is uh, a small joke that's always existed in my mind is. People will be like, wait, Kevin James killed the president? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, Kevin James tanking. Like, what if oh. somebody tried to... And it would actually probably hurt Kevin James's career a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what, what <laughs> or if, help. What if somebody tried to uh, assassinate the president by doing jujitsu? They just get him in a lock? And like a, on like a, a headlock. <laughs> imagine that, Imagine they somebody has... Fit, yeah. They get, uh, they get Biden in a headlock. Dude, I think I honestly, I think. Hey, I'm, hey, you better come on, man! You're choking me. I think a well I tapped out already, man. <clears throat> a well-placed BB could take out Biden so easily. Or just a big, a little bit too big, not cut up enough piece of chicken. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real, dude. That guy, he's almost dead already. He seems like he's barely hanging on. Every time I see him, he's just like, oh, well, you know, we got Democrats have nobody. There's nobody that. No, they all suck. Everybody, they're so unlikable. It sucks because I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking libtard, and it's like, <laughs> I know, buddy. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm ever gonna vote again. It's the, why. I mean, it doesn't matter anyway. And if your guy gets in, it's not gonna do anything. It's just like, whatever. At least Trump, you get a great show out of it. You know, you get a, <clears throat> you get some solid content. You get a lot of. I mean, that's the other thing about like having an ultra liberal representation on the world stage china doesn't give a fuck you know north korea doesn't give a fuck that we north think korea is not a problem no i'm just it's saying it's a problem the way example. they treat their people but they're not like a power but player. putin's not going yes i think it's great we should have more women in power i'm so glad to be talking to this woman he doesn't give a fuck he's just as you know, he's going to be the most toxic male who thinks women are X, Y, or Z. And then we send a woman over there to negotiate with him. He's not going to listen to her because he doesn't give a fuck. Like, I'm, I, I don't know. I think it just it cracks me up because we're over here, like, trying to build our utopia. And on a world stage, it's like we don't create anything. We have no manufacturing. We have no fucking health care. We don't have any of this shit. All we have is being the best country ever. Yeah, that's it. Blind, blind, you know, which is, but also once again, like those guys at the bar feels nice. Yeah. It feels nice to be like, yeah, who cares? We're the best country ever. But on the liberal side, the talking point is that the, we're the worst. Look at all the horrible things we've done. We can't even have pride in our own country as a liberal. It sucks. It sucks. It's no fun. I'm, I dude, I, I I never vote anyway because I think it's all bullshit and it doesn't even fucking matter. At the end of the day, things are going to happen. You can have a talk. Yeah. 
but uh, it's just like, uh, but I, I, I am very, I'm very bored with the Democrat side of everything. Yeah, it's and the most boring thing ever. It sucks. It's annoying. The people that get indignation and like are righteous and are screaming just look stupid to me. Like they just look childish and it's so ineffective. You know, the people have been protesting in Portland for a decade now. They've been doing all these, you know, setting shit. Nothing has changed at all. It's like, you guys, you got to switch it up. You know, if I agree with you or not, it is not working. Yeah. It's pretty obvious. Shit's bunk, dude. And the Republicans are coming in. They're selling out the improv. You know, they're <laughs> fucking crushing. You know, they're having a good time. It is they're fun. calling Rosie O'Donnell a fat retard, and yeah. we're we're supposed to be upset about it. You know, like yeah. I don't even give a shit about Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Go nuts. Go yeah. Say you whatever know? you need to say. About yeah, Rosie like, but we're supposed to be up in arms because he said, "How dare he talk about that fat woman that way." <laughs> like it's like how dare he call that fat woman a fat woman? Yeah, it's just like. About, what about this? What if what we, turn, we what if we turned Rosie O'Donnell into clean energy? <laughs> dude, now we're fucking cooking, dude. dude. There's dude. something here. We can turn Rosie O'Donnell into clean energy. Dude, uh, that's what, dude. This is. <clears throat> you got to come out with big ideas. There's no big ideas anymore. I want to turn. I want to turn Lizzo and Rosie O'Donnell into clean energy. I think. Uh, I think it's so doable. And I think we just need to have the right person. We need a machine, it. like that guy who had a machine that made it rain, but he turned it on. He t- turned it on the wrong knot. Turned it on too much. Yeah. You know, you do that with Rosie O'Donnell, and who knows what you'll get? You know what I mean? You could end up getting another movie where she wears spandex or something. Eesh. Did you see that movie, the no. S and M movie, where no. she's in leather and shit? No. Great. Well, I never watched Rose. I Tom watched Tom Rose. Arnold's in it. It's, if that sells you anymore, yeah. <laughs> turn Tom Tom Arnold into clean energy. <laughs> Dude, Tom Arnold was on stage the other day, and I walked up to the sound booth, and I just go, man, this guy sounds like he needs a Kleenex. Because <laughs> he's, I don't know if he's just done so much cocaine, or God forbid I'm a piece of shit, and he's got some medical issue that has nothing to do with his lifestyle, but he does not use his nose at all. It's purely aesthetic at this point. It has no function. So when you hear him talk, he just, and it, yeah, we were good, and, uh, it's like, dude, blow your nose, bro. But the, I got the sound guy to laugh very loud. And Fuck I, yeah. I mean, these are my little wins throughout the day. Little wins is all you need. We're turning little <clears throat> wins into clean energy, <clears throat> folks. Um, little win, one of my uh, one of my uh, good uh, South Vietnamese friends. Yeah, <laughs> little win. Little win. Little win. Yeah, yeah, N-G-U-I-N. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's been fun. I love you guys. Yeah, yeah. We're going to keep on keeping on. We're going to survive. We're going to be fine. Everything's great. I got to go get my laundry. You got to get your laundry. Soupy, you ready to say goodbye to our listeners? Come on. Come up here. <coughs> say goodbye. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Funny for Nothing podcast with Bruce Gray and myself, Kevin Tankin. Hey, if you're in Los Angeles, February 29th, come to Faster Horses at, yes. po- at Post 43. Post 43, which Fun is which is show. a historic Post 43. It's a, uh, what is it, Legion? What, American uh, Legion. American Legion. Dude. It's beautiful. Here's the deal. Bruce, all you have to say is... Four dollar drinks. Four dollar drinks. Four dollar drinks. The venue is gorgeous, and you got some really good acts coming on. And comedians, uh, country music. <clears throat> It'll be fun. I'm excited. The marketing. I'm loving the marketing so far. You know, you guys are you guys are doing good shit. I hope it. Uh, I hope it pops off. So, if you're in the area, or even if you're not, take a flight. Come on out. Go check out Faster Horses. Um, yeah, this won't be out by the time I'm going to the thing. But anyway, follow us on all social medias. 
send us emails to funnyfornothingpod at gmail.com. We love getting those encouraging emails. And if you're a, if you're, sorry, Jesus Christ, sorry. Uh, we, you know, the emails we get right now are like, hey, you want to grow your followers? <laughs> I don't want those emails. I want uh, personal emails from people. So, yeah. Anything else, Bruce? No, I love you guys, man. I hope everybody's doing okay. Let's uh, let's figure out a way to turn to turn stuff into clean energy. Yeah, homeless into clean energy. Rosie O'Donnell into into clean water. Yeah, uh, we're gonna turn crowd work into clean energy. Yeah, Tom Tom Arnold's deviated septum clean energy. septum into uh, reusable forks. Yes, you know, uh, yes. and yes. Uh, you know something that just doesn't. We're moving leave away it. from plastic, we're moving more towards homeless people. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we got We got to do it. You know, we only get one world. You know, and there's only one deviated septum out there and only one Rosie O'Donnell. And and there's apparently hundreds of thousands of, of homeless everywhere. So yeah, I be love part of the solution, not part of the problem. We'll see you next week. Clean energy.